Hey everyone, this is Future Neil jumping into the podcast real quick, and I just wanted to remind everyone who's listening, or if you've never listened to us before, just as a heads up, usually Tangent Night is more of a lot of reflection and spontaneity and does not have near the amount of scholarship that we usually bring, so when you listen to this podcast, just keep in mind it's Chris and I bouncing ideas off each other, not really saying anything is for sure or for not in the same way that you might sit with your friends and just discuss ideas and concepts and enjoy the laughter of it all. Thanks. So we're 38 now. Happy birthday to us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel any wiser. I feel older. I definitely can't drink as much, which is this makes my heart sad, but... I'm still not on my deathbed, so I think we carry it well. I think we're doing okay. I'm <laughs> I'm just aiming for that forty. I'm going there. Yeah, well, we got. There we don't have a choice. No, I mean, I'm actively trying to circumvent that by riding my mountain bike off of mountains weekly, but even that still hasn't worked. <laughs> I was just listening to somebody talk about how dangerous mountain biking is, <laughs> and it just keeps assuring that i've made the right choice and not joining you we've had some injuries the past few years but didn't you try and take our guys out from church and broke their noses and collarbones that's only two of them okay so they're they're fine they both healed up and and will's nose looks great it does it does (laughs) it's very symmetric welcome to beer and bible everybody um we got a treat for y'all tonight something maybe you're getting accustomed to maybe you're seeing a pattern yes my son likes to say but uh we've had a couple episodes in Matthew, of all places, and tonight's Tangent Night. Yeah. The wild card. Yeah. The, the wild card in the Uno game. So, uh, Neil, what are you drinking tonight? I, <laughs> I've i got the red heifer, as I call it. Uh-huh. I got a Red Bull. Just so you guys have biblical education here. This I, is what Tangent Night's for. You should definitely Google it, but I <laughs> want to say that it is the bull that is, or not the bull, it is the heifer that is red in color that is sacrificed to purify the priest before the uh, the day of Yom Kippur. Hmm. I might have missed so that. the priest like, gets inside of it like Han Solo in no, a tauntaun? No, or? no, no. Oh, okay. No. They, he bathes in its blood? <laughs> I don't remember. I just remember it being sacrificed. I need to go back through Leviticus. Again, Wait, Leviticus was fun, dude. It was it was wild. That was yeah. a wild fucking ride. That be. was like a year too, wasn't it? Or it was close. Yeah, to yeah. It. We we were doing. Um, we did the sacrifices in one night. We did three chapters in one night. Which, if you're listening to this, you're like, we've been doing Matthew for seven years. <laughs> so I know that's hard to imagine us just holy shit. Doing a section. Has it really been seven? It years? has not been seven years. It feels like seven years. We started in January of 2019. That was our beginning. I think it was end of January 2019 is when we officially launched. Wow. And so we've been pushing wow. right at five years now. That's crazy. Uh, but we, we've definitely had the lulls. We've had a lot of technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what happens. Yeah. It's life. Yeah. We've had some good episodes. We've had some really rough episodes in the middle there. Also oh, the red heifer. And the red heifer. Yeah. So I get the, so the red heifer is, I call it sacrificing the red heifer, but I'm drinking a Red Bull. That's my thing. It's the way for me to stay super awake and alert. Focused. Yes. And I, I have the alcohol and you have the energy. Yes. These are my energy drinks. As my wife laughs, because sometimes I'm going to go get an energy drink. She's like, you're an idiot. That's kind of her standard response now. We love each other a lot. Yeah. She's my muse, but, but enough for I'm apparently an idiot. 
I don't I don't argue with her either. I'm like, you are 100% correct. No. <laughs> Put in the comments, is Chris an idiot? <laughs> oh, and Vote. speaking of which, I'm Chris, the other half of this. Yes. I don't, can't imagine that any of our new listeners have come in on a tangent episode, but if you have, welcome. This is going to be fun. If you came in on this one, listen to it and then go back or forward. Like the thing back in the day with uh, at our church that I grew up in, not our church, my church. Yeah. Was uh, sometimes like, or maybe not even our church. I think it was my mom or somebody this, or, or her family, wherever it came from. Somebody told me, it's like, if you need a word from God, you just flip through the Bible and put your finger down. And then wherever you land, that's the verse that was meant for you. I'd be like, what the fuck if I land in Revelation and everybody's getting like raped by the 10 dick dragon or whatever it is, like running right. around. That's not really a thing. There's a dragon. I think it has 10 heads or something, or eight heads, yeah. six Something like, uh, 666 heads. I drew okay. a picture one time where it had 10 dicks. Don't ask. Yes. It just, it happened. Anyway, so it's like, if you flipped the page, or flipped the podcast down and landed on this episode, we're sorry, but it's going to be fun either way. But you also, if you want the real flavor, go, go pick another one after this, either forward or backwards and listen to it. Yeah. We have had listeners who one time listened to a tangent night and they were like, oh, that was not enjoyable. This is this not made, what I wanted. <laughs> right. It was not at all what they expected. It was confusing. You have to have a little bit of like context, or at least I understand a little bit where we're at. No, you don't need context. You just yeah. need to understand the assholes that are talking here. We might as well talk about why we have a tangent night. The reason is because I used to teach, and people would interrupt me over and over again, and we weren't getting very far, and you're going, how could you go me, any me. slower? It was usually me interrupting him, as I'm interrupting him now. It was, it was you, it was Allison, it was Oliver. Allison, I love you, Allison. You guys worked as a team to foil everything <laughs> I tried doing. <laughs> we were the worst, dude. And so we just said, all right, we're going to go ahead, and one, once a month, we're going to put a tangent night where all of your tangents that you guys started and I had to be like, stop, we're going to write that down. We're going to come back to it. And so that's what we've, we've done. And so that became a very normal practice, which is why this is carried over and it's called tangent night. Yeah. So usually these are things that come up from either previous episodes or lessons or ideas that people have. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, uh, early plug at beer and Bible show. These are things, comment, ask questions, just say something like talk to us maybe we'll bring it up on a tangent maybe we'll bring it up during an episode but yeah we definitely we're watching like you guys let us know your thoughts so tonight after what we've been doing i I was taking drunken notes through the other podcasts if you guys want to know like a little behind the scenes thing like neil i know i always present him as like the architect but he literally does everything does all the research i basically stand here read the Bible, the verses that he tells me to read. I'm reading them along with you guys hearing them. No prior research on my part. And then I'm drinking as well. So I'm getting it like raw Yes, every episode. So my reaction is a legit reaction. And sometimes I'll write down things or thoughts that I have. We can't just dig into them enough. So like I usually forget them because, again, I got a drinking hobby. But sometimes I do remember them and they'll come up on a tangent night. Or we'll just talk some shit and just see what happens. But like tonight, I had some thoughts. All right. And so the theme of tonight is like, we need some like theme music, but it's like Jesus. I was either going to say Jesus the human or Jesus son of man. Ooh. It's kind of like, because we've been seeing a really visceral, emotional, reactionary Jesus. Yeah. You know, in the past few episodes. So it it like, just a lot of emotion because like up till now, you're kind of getting this idea of like, on the path, following his purpose or whatever, 
you know, Jesus. And it's like, yeah. you know, he got him as a kid when he pops off and he's like, what was it? Like the first time he schooled somebody. He's yeah. Like he's like, like I, or didn't something. you know? Yeah. He's 12 years old. Yeah. A little snot nosed 12 year old. Yeah. No offense to any 12 year olds that listen. God forbid. Well, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, he's arguing or discussing or talking with these rabbis. He's like asking them questions like, whoa, he's so smart. And then his parents are like, where were you? We were worried sick. And Jesus' first response, his first line in the Gospel of Luke or the biography of Luke is, did you not know I was going to be about my father's business? That's or, right. Like, that's right. That's he sasses right. his dad. But he's 12. Joseph is he's like, like, ah, to backhand this little. He looks up. He's like, can I do it? God's like, mm, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, give him, give him the backhand. Tell him it's from me. <laughs> You're not my real dad. Oh, gosh. Now I love the idea of Joseph and God having to co-parent, like yeah. doing the whole like. So I understand that when he was with you, you let him do this. I just want you to know that we don't do that in our house. And I'd appreciate if you would, if we could just get on the same page. <laughs> Uh, so you got him from like an early age being like that it, like this kind of all knowing like I know the, I know what I gotta do I know the end point like let's mm-hmm. shoot through but like what we've been doing lately and, and then you've got like just things that stick out he starts he assembles his disciples he does a little partying like the wedding and stuff mm-hmm. which we've talked about and then gets his disciples together goes and hangs out with the devil in the wilderness for a while but he's still like perfect jesus or it's kind of like one of those things where you build up you know you see the person around that's like perfect and yeah. you're like oh yeah this dude's fucking never stepped in dog shit or something you know he's like he's perfect like look at old perfect jesus yeah. that one then, blonde hair blue-eyed jewish yeah, guy yeah. right and in the middle like, of it all yeah he's just you know, can do no wrong and then you know the whole thing i'm about my father's work and then the past few episodes you've seen him kind of like fall and not fall apart a little bit or not kind of like i want to say like oh he falls apart or he gets rattled but it's got it may be a bit but he's kind of showing his more human side because it, uh, when i was growing up it was always presented like oh jesus he was jesus he's just untouchable high and mighty which again i'm not trying to bring him down or anything yeah yeah but it's like my idea was like hey god's gonna like hey son you're going to earth you're gonna live as a human you're gonna live as a man you might be part of me you might be up here, but this is the ultimate trial or the ultimate mission. You're going into the fucking trenches. You're going down there. Yeah. The more you're talking about, I'm, like, I'm, I'm just processing. Hopefully I'm not jumping too far ahead of you on this one because you do that to me <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but I'm thinking about this idea is that Jesus was sinless, but was he perfect? And that's not like, oh yeah, that's a good point. Cause, cause you can, you can have days where you're, you're kind of mean but you're still in the right. Yeah. Like you don't hurt anybody. That's kind of kind of what I'm thinking of like, did Jesus snap at somebody? Yes. Was it deserved? Like, yes. Yeah. You know, is that, is it, I'm not saying that Jesus lost control, but right. Exactly. You know, exactly. Like, as we're talking but he's about had, this, I imagine this kid that's like had this perfect upbringing in this mansion with everything he ever wanted. And then he goes and has to live on the streets. And he's like, yeah, he's never, he never does anything necessarily bad or wrong. But he experiences grief. He experiences just a being annoyed. He experiences discomfort. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, he has to experience some shit. He has to go through some shit. It's like one of those movies where it's like everything's perfect and then something bad happens. And then like the uh, the main character like goes through some shit and changes a little bit, but still is good. Still is like yeah. the hero. And then comes out at the end like 
and everything's fine but it's just like you got to kind of like you're gonna have to go through some bullshit and it's like i kind of think of jesus sitting there like dress up he's like his dad tells him the plan i know the plan it's like all right are you sure you're ready like yeah i'm ready all right you're going to the ant farm kicks him in the ass like he goes out of heaven Mm -hmm. because you've got this these situations that we were talking about where he kind of like loses his cool where he snaps at the disciples or he's yelled at pharisees or he's calling this woman a bitch yeah like essentially or he's just like yeah and again i'm not trying to paint jesus in a bad light but i'm trying to paint him as like human if you know he, it's like any, I, keep, I keep saying like i think myself like if he's not calling her that he's also using a slightly like more racially charged version of that yeah <laughs> like yeah you're right like it's like mm. and half of me is like so I, I, I struggle with these ideas that I grew up with. So there's two things that are always like weird to me or not weird because they were beat into me as a child, not literally beat, but just like <laughs> from the pulpit, just like, yeah, ingrained, yeah, yeah. Where all the like, stuff I avoided as a kid where Jesus is all knowing, uh, omnipotent. Yes. Is that, is that uh, right? That's all powerful. Omniscient, omniscient, omniscient. So he knows the beginning, the end, he knows the whole story. Mm-hmm. So at that point, it's like things I struggled with were like one, why even do it? Yeah. It's like it's like having the cheat codes when you fire up the Xbox or like knowing the end of the story and you know all the cutscenes and you know everything and you know you're not going to get killed and it's just like, cool, let's go do it as a symbolic thing. Which that works. I okay. mean, that totally works because like he sends Jesus down. So I guess Jesus was kind of a symbolic thing, right? Like the sacrifice and all that. But it was always presented to me the conflicting things, and this is again, this is just my upbringing. Not, like, yeah, yeah. This isn't the Bible. This isn't my steadfast, like what it is. But it was like, I always heard like, Jesus knows everything because mm-hmm. he's, and that ties into the second thing of like the Trinity. Like he knows everything because he's God and the Holy Spirit and everybody's together. They're this like fucking Cerberus <laughs> with like three heads and like, you know, one torso and fuck it. But they just, I guess, three brains don't know what the fuck everybody else is doing, but they're one. And I'm just yeah. like, so it's like on one hand they're like okay so god and jesus are the same they're one but on the other side it's like there's some shit jesus doesn't know that god knows and so god's and i'm like wait a minute it this is, is very making my I, brain hurt i want to jump in there real quick so yes. if you don't know uh, um so in christianity there is something called the trinity and chris is doing a great job of explaining it and you're going i don't understand it well good because no christian no, does I, I don't either <laughs> and that is that's sort of the purpose of it uh there are church fathers I mean, church fathers what do you mean old christian men that died like a thousand years ago <laughs> i'm not even exaggerating over a thousand years ago and they sort of landed with this idea of, is if you can explain the trinity then it's not the trinity it should be completely unexplainable and, and hard and they they people they did have, a very good job people have died over this the church is wonderful right yeah except like when you get the one doctor wrong they're like you know what we should do to those people what kill them kill the heretic <laughs> that happened multiple times there's something that starts all... with an i that was a big to do of killing people what was that called yeah the catholic church was doing anyway so yeah so this is a big confusing mess but as chris says there are things that jesus doesn't know so in we're going to get to it in the gospel of matthew where there are points where they say, Jesus even says, no one knows the, the time. Not even I know the time, the season, when these things but are going to happen. But my father. Like, yeah. oh, no one knows but the father. So it's confusing. As you said, it's like, wait, uh, they're all the same and they know the same stuff, right? Yeah. Yes, except sometimes no. So it's really confusing. Yeah. It does not help us. It, it, it's, it's, it's weird. So, yeah, it's interesting seeing Jesus being sent down to earth. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, 
Which that's, I don't want to hope, open up a whole other can of worms, but if it's this Trinitarian thing, was it like, did Jesus bang his mom? I, if it's God in the whole, I'm look, Christmas episode 2024, coming here, like, I need to do a bunch of crosses in the air right now. Like, God, please don't murder me on my way home. But if it's the Trinity and God came upon her like a fish and sprinkled his eggs on her. Right. So however it worked. This is even, this is even like more ridiculous because any of you guys who have listened to, to us for a long time should already assume where my mind's going is, is sleeping with your mom against the Torah. That's my, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. (laughs) Yeah. But I just I need to check to make sure that's not okay. Is it or is it not kosher? So, <laughs> hashtag thoughts of a rambling idiot. Yeah, or a drunk is, idiot. No, mm-hmm. on my side, not on Neil's side. Yeah. He's the rational one. So anyway, I mean that's just me. That's just me being being. You know, the, that th- those are fantastic questions. <laughs> so, yeah, did we see Jesus coming down to Earth, kind of like. The first half of the story, he's like, boom. Like, he sounds like Jesus. He acts like Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, this guy's like way beyond his years. He's talk- And then he starts kind of losing his cool a little bit. Um, but you, and he, he just starts, because there's times where like you get these little peaks of like, it kind of is like this weird wavelength where it's like, like ruler of the universe or kind of like higher plane kind of dude. Yeah. And then drops down. It's very human, very visceral reactionary, very, you know, emotional. Yeah. And then it comes back up and you see the above everything outside of like more focused. And then these past few chapters is what I'm thinking about. But you made a good point too, about like when we go from feeding the 5,000 mm-hmm. of his own nation like teaching his own nation, preaching to his own nation, being rejected, or not and not being rejected, but like he did that to himself. Yeah, he usually he, he, he pissed them off. He left. Yeah. And then the Gentiles be more accepting, but he's kind of a dick at first. But then his mind kind of gets changed. You mm. know, so he goes in, he's a little upset, asshole to the woman, the dog woman. Yeah. <laughs> and then Comes back and is like, well, let me preach to these Gentiles. And is like, dude, these people have faith. Like their their faith comes. It just seems so much easier. They're more accepting. They like come way easier. I, but yeah, you made a point last episode. I think. Yeah. No. It, yes, it was last episode. I don't know if it's the point you were trying to make, but the way I heard it, it almost sounded like, or I could see a rationale behind, like maybe he was, like, breaking his disciples. It was like a boot camp for his disciples where it's like, you saw what we did and our people were like on board, but not like fully on board. Mm-hmm. The Gentiles who are trashed us are like, not yes. trashed us, but just like, they're not of us. They're separate than us. They're not yeah. the same. Like we're not, we're cool, but we're, they're other than. Yes. But you see how quick they are to believe me and you guys believe me. Like, you believe in me. Like, you should change your whole idea of the world. He's kind of, like, breaking down their ideas, their social Mm -hmm. ideas of, like, their ideas of society and molding them and changing them so that when he's gone, they have this whole new perception of just people and not just Jew and Gentile. Yeah, I love that idea. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's kind of, it almost sounded like that's what you were saying a little bit. I was pulling that from a guy named Tim Hegg. Uh, oh, a okay. That's that came. idea of, of 
using these opportunities. That was an interesting idea. I don't know that that was... But it, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. So I'm going to take my theories. This is not Tim Egg. This is Neil. This and, is what I want to hear. And my ideas are... In the past, we've joked about how there are always certain numbers. Three, seven, forty. Yeah. We know that like, those are the numbers, right? So Jesus shows up, and when does he start teaching? At 30. Where, where, that's not one of the numbers. That's not one of the main numbers. So mm-hmm. why 30? Um, king David became king, I think, at 30 or was coronated. I don't think maybe he didn't take the throne until 40 or something. I have to go back and look at that. Uh, Joseph also became um, into his own and like became the ruler of Egypt at 30. So some people would say that if, if the Messiah is supposed to be son of Joseph or son of David, it might be in that. There's also the idea that 30 was when you could become a rabbi, when people actually cared what you had to say. You're, like, you're, you're a real man, yeah. a grown man. If you've been through life, you've got enough yeah. time under your belt. Um, I used to hear back when I was in, in college, I heard nobody cares what you have to say until you're 30, referring to preachers. And I remember thinking at that time, I didn't take that as an insult. I was like, well, then I have this many years to have something worth saying. Mm-hmm. And now I'm 38. <laughs> nobody cares. So that worked out really well. Anyways, <laughs> but what, what I want to go back to is this idea of, okay, if Jesus hits the rabbinical <clears throat> age, also, why is he only around for three years? Because that's one of the numbers. Well, maybe, but why not seven years? Yeah. Seven would have been a better number. What if he left when he was 40? Because we see that's a more common number, I would say, in the Tanakh or the Old Testament is this is 40. So why didn't Jesus stay with his disciples for 12 years, maybe 42, you know, something like that. Yeah. Really do a full curriculum instead of just a crash course. Right. In and out. So this is my speculation, is that rabbinically, you could start being a rabbi, and somebody would be discipled for three years. So I'm wondering if that was the whole thought, is that Jesus wasn't supposed to be here for a long time. The idea was he was supposed to equip his followers and start this movement. So the movement doesn't belong to Jesus, and that's I know that's kind of weird to think about this, but like a movement isn't based around a person; it's around an ideology. And so him passing on this concept of what the kingdom of heaven is supposed to be to his twelve to then go and pass this idea of what does it mean to love your enemy? What does it mean to do these things? I'm I'm, I'm talking the hippie Jesus language that I love. Yeah, you know that, that let's change the world. Uh, here's your Hebrew word for. Hebrew phrase for tonight is tikkun olam, the renewing of the world, the changing of the world, like make the world better. Like, hey, I'm going to teach you about the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to talk to you about healing and do these things. I want you to go impact the world. So are you going to stay with us? No, I'm going to pass this on to you. I'm going to take this one step back. I'm going to take this all the steps back to Genesis 1. Do it. So in Genesis 1, you have a creator God, you have a deity who takes the chaos, forms it, and makes it into an orderly thing. And then he makes what's essentially paradise. Here's a garden, and now I'm going to create the man. And the way he has it, the way it's sort of explained is that you have a, not just a co-creator, but a co-ruler. Hmm. So it's like... And this was man? Was this was man, co-ruler. Yeah, co-ruler. Nice. So... Is that it, where the in his image right, comes in? In his image. So he has created Adam and Eve to the humankind to be him on earth. So jumping back to Jesus and why he's only there for three years, the crash course, is I wonder if he's trying to teach his disciples how to be him on earth. Hmm. His intention isn't to be here for his, for you know a long life, like 80, yeah. 120 years or however long Jesus, you know, 
he's going to reign for a thousand years. He's immortal. Yeah. Um, instead, <laughs> he's just, I'm here to do this thing. Because, spoiler alert to anyone that isn't familiar with the Bible, Jesus dies and he comes back. <laughs> but instead of being like, everyone should be like, yeah, King Jesus, he's back. Now we have... We essentially have Wolverine who could now take the Roman king. Like he could just, he'll never die. Like, yeah. That'd be awesome. But instead, he's like, I'm going to peace out. Like, Jesus, cup question. And then his reaction is um, this is the other part of the Trinity, something called the Holy Spirit. I could not explain that very well to you guys. I can't either. Um, I don't know. It's like it's the Christian version of Jiminy Cricket. Your conscience is like it's like the it's like you get the devil, the angel, and then you have this like extra god. That's like well, in my growing up, it always made people speak in other languages, aka. Well, I don't even know if there were other languages. It was always just tongues, right? Yes, I don't know what the fuck they were saying. It it sounded like a bunch of shit bullshit to me. Again, I I was outside of the church. Not trying to judge. Not trying to judge, but. I was not in the church by the time I ended up into a church in high school. We were not that kind of church, so we did not have that. We we believe in the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Scriptures. <laughs> that was our thing. We were we were like, if it's not in the Bible, it's not true. That was our thing. And so we're like, oh, well, the Holy Spirit's in the Bible. We don't know about that. Shh. Don't bring that up again. So I, I don't really... <laughs> I have a lot more information about the Holy Spirit, but I don't want to get into that for tonight. I like it when they call it the Holy Ghost. That is, yes. That's, we got to put so, that southernness on it, the ghost. Flashing <laughs> back a couple of weeks, I think that in the King James Version, when they talk about Jesus walking on water, yeah. they talked about him looking like a spirit because they tended to use Holy Ghost. They used ghost for Holy Ghost. So they were trying to make it clear that this was not like, the Holy Ghost. So the spirit in that <laughs> yeah, they didn't trade places real yeah, quick. Yeah, they just wanted to make He's sure. like, you take this one. I'm going to sit on this bank. I'm tired of those disciples. I can't fucking do it anymore. <laughs> but it's very interesting. What I was trying to bring us back to is your point is Jesus trying to just teach his disciples. Yeah. Here's how to be me in the world. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it was, it was pretty interesting. I, I like that point you made, but it was, it's crazy or cool. It's actually cool. It, it's honestly awesome seeing Jesus in more human situations and reacting more human. I think than that's what you would think. I want to say that that's what you've brought for me is because a lot of times, as Chris mentioned earlier, I spent all of my time in notes. It's very hard for me to see the forest through, through the trees. So sometimes I'm telling you these things, and then when you repeat them back to me, it's ways that I haven't heard of it before. And so it's very enjoyable for me to think, oh, yeah, the Jesus was multi-days tired and hasn't had a chance to get away. Yeah. I don't care how extroverted you are. You're going to hit a breaking point. <laughs> it's going to be people too much at some point. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, and so something else too is like, you know, we're talking about like Jesus and the humanity, the humanity of Jesus or him being human, not humanity, but the hu- his humanness. And then, Oh, sorry. Beer burp. And going back to the whole like Trinity, and again, we're not gonna we're not gonna sit on that too long, but the Trinity and omniscient they are they get that right that time? Knowledge. Yeah, just yes, him I'm knowing not, everything. Yes, omniscient. omniscient thing. Yeah. It's like <clears throat> something like two or three episodes ago. I don't know what made me think about it. What you said on that episode that made me that triggered the thought. Mm-hmm. I wasn't triggered. God might have been triggered. But <laughs> and, I was, uh, and I was thinking of like well, if he knows everything that's going to happen 
and he knows like, oh, it's when he was schooling the Pharisees. And it's like, well, he knows all the stories and everything. Yeah. And so I'm imagining two scenarios. One, God knows everything or Jesus knows everything that's going to happen. And God's already told him, he's like, hey, man, they're going to fucking kill you. <laughs> it's not going to be, it's going to suck, but you're going to come back and you're going to be good. It's just going to suck for a little bit. I think about like getting tattoos. You sit in that chair for fucking six hours and get drilled and you're bleeding and you're going into shock a little bit. And then it's just like, but when it's over, it's like, you're good. You're good. You're not yeah. dying. But it's like, maybe he's like, I know you haven't died before. It's not that bad. I've never <laughs> died before. I never will die. I mean, I'm God. But like, you're going to die. You're going to come back. So it's not that bad. It's just, you're going to feel a slight, you're going to feel some pressure. <laughs> like, you know, the doctor, you're going to feel slight feel- pressure. <laughs> okay. Okay. Or was it like, did he know? Or again, knowing all the history and everything and knowing the whole story being around, I guess, if you're thinking Trinity and all that stuff. Um, not that, not that I don't. I'm not right. saying not that yeah, I don't yeah, believe, yeah. but I just don't, I don't fucking know. We're, again, this is the, this is the podcast of questions. Yes, yes. So, was it that that he did know he was born? He knew was gonna there's gonna be some slight pressure. Or was it the other side of it where he's like, "Hey, I know the history of everything. You know, I'm going down here. Maybe I'll die, but you know, or God saying, Dad saying I might die, but like I know that how that Abraham story turned out. Hey, like, he, oh yeah, yeah. He's he didn't he didn't pull the trigger on that one. Like he's not gonna let me go. Like that little shit ass Isaac. He didn't let him get killed. He'll probably we'll get to the, like right to the point and I'll be good. There is, this is a legitimate argument that happens in the theological world, which by the way, if you guys know anything about me, I don't like theology. You don't like theology. What I mean is I like the Bible. Yeah. If you've noticed a lot of our conversation has been about the Bible. We're talking about the text we don't normally get into. And and even tonight we're, we're mentioning the Trinity as a concept that Christianity has, Yeah. but we're not discussing it, breaking it down, going to the history of it. We're not going to references or scripture passages. Instead we're saying, okay, here are these stories in the Bible. Here's Jesus in the Bible. Here's this concept that Christians have. If this concept is true, how does that affect these stories? Yeah. So that just to, to lay it down there. When I'm thinking about this... Oh, quick rundown on Abraham. Cliff Notes version. Oh, yeah, thanks. Abraham, uh, God says, Hey, uh, I can't remember. Abraham, I need you to go up to the top of the mountain and sacrifice a... Or make a sacrifice. Yeah, kill your son. He's just flat, flat out. Oh, he does it? It says yeah. at the beginning? Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. And then Abraham's like, fuck, fuck. But, like, because he prayed for a son. Couldn't get a, couldn't get a son. Couldn't get a son. Get a son. God's like, well, hey, actually, I need you to kill him. He's like, ah, takes him up to the top of the mountain. He's like, I'm your servant. I know you'll provide, blah, blah, blah. Gets up to the top of the mountain. He's got holding the knife up, getting ready to stab him. His son's just like, the fuck? And then God's like, no, don't do it. And he gives him a lamb, and he sacrifices the lamb. And everything, everything's fucking hunky-dory happy. I want to add something to that it's about hunky-dory, like everything's yeah. good. After that, Abraham and Sarah are never together. Mm. They are still alive. I mean, Stacy would probably... Shoot me in the fucking head if I took one of our kids up to murder him on a mountain. Right, right. That, so. that is a... <laughs> there's there's a commentary that speculates that that broke Abraham and Sarah's relationship. Hmm. Um, Lord giveth and he taketh away. Huh? It, it's very hard. Cause you, do you get mad at Sarah about the whole thing? Do you get mad at God? I choose the latter almost always. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. these things Who's are... in charge? Right. Well... If God's so perfect, why is this his plan? You know, we're talking about the idea of Jesus Christ dying, and I'm thinking to myself, 
what else could we do? Alan, I'm going to bring this up. Alan one time asked the question, is there anything that God can't do? And people went around like, oh, can you make a burrito so big he can't even eat it? You know? Oh, my God. That was that was from The Simpsons. I would. Oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> but people were going around and Alan's point was he was trying to listen. The question is, can God forgive sins? And if so, why doesn't he just do that? Why does Jesus have to die? Oh, so, so he wh- always comes with some wild shit. Yeah. Like, not always, but every once in a while he brings something you're like, damn. And that, that is a very hard question because Jesus, in our earlier passages in Matthew, he's like, you're forgiven from your sins. Or like, you know, I, I, neither do I condemn you. And he does all these jesus things where he mm-hmm. forgives people's sins. He hasn't died yet. He has not died for their, for, quote unquote, died for their sins as Christian theology would. Oh, so these people might have been fucked. He might have been bluffing. Well, my <laughs> no, question is, why can't Jesus just flat out forgive people and let it go? Yeah. Or maybe that's more of Alan's. That's a conversation that I will let him handle. <laughs> now he goes like, bring him on again. But in the meantime, that's for him to handle. But going back to this Jesus thing, did Jesus know he was going to resurrect? And there is a branch of theology that would say that Jesus did not know. That he thought, like, it's, it's like dad said, his dad said, I'm going to bring you back from the dead. And Jesus is like, I've been here for 30 years and I watched everyone die. No one's come back yet. Mm. And then he, or maybe he brings back Lazarus and yeah. he's like, the problem is, is once I go under, I'm not alive to. Yeah. He's like, Peter, you better not fuck this up. I'm going to show you this one thing. <laughs> right. You fuck it up. I swear I'm going to haunt you until your grave. And even after that, I'm sending you straight to my boy in, in hell. I mean, that guy in hell. <laughs> It may or may not have offered me bread in the desert and maybe some, maybe a whole city. <laughs> it's, it sounds like you guys are tight. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It is an idea that people have. It's like maybe he didn't know. Yeah. He didn't know that it was coming. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know how you instill that into somebody. If if you are God and you are God on earth and walking around, again, this is the Trinitarian idea um, in Orthodox Christianity. Which, by the way, when I say Trinitarian idea, Orthodox Christianity, understand that there are other concepts of Christianity. I would dare say there has always been at least one faction of Christianity that does not believe in the Trinity. Mm. They do not believe that Jesus Christ is God. Yeah. So just hang there with us and <laughs> be open to these ideas. You know, we're, we're also not really good at choosing the right brand of Christianity for you. Right. Oh, dude, you know, something else that just popped on there. What was it the messenger told John when he was sitting in prison about to get his head cut off? Oh. And it was like... <laughs> uh, when, he, when he says... Jesus tells the disciples of John to tell them what they see. The deaf hear, the lame walk, the blind see. Uh, something, like that. something where yeah. it's like, I, I don't know, maybe. Or, don't, I, or, don't be offended by me is what he also ends up. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking about how like John thinks maybe he's going to get out or something. Yeah. Or yeah. Like, yeah. And then it's like, I think Jesus was down there, there towards the end, like, shit. Like, you know, if he didn't know it was coming and he's just like. Thinking about oh. where John had been down there, like in the prison, about to be like murdered, and oh. Jesus, like, so fuck. So you think? So your speculation is that Jesus was expecting God to come through and save John, maybe, and it didn't work out that yeah, way. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe his like when he like sent his, he was like, oh, oh shit, damn, that sucks. It didn't work out for John. Like, but he's in heaven now, so whatever. But then he's like sitting down there, and he's just like. I, I like that but when i say by the way when you're listening to this and you this is hear, all hypothetical yeah. just like what ifs this is not like what i think or what i believe but it's like what ifs like if yeah. we're playing that like devil's advocate here like damn wouldn't that be 
I like that. And by the way, when I say I like something, that doesn't mean it's true or likely right. or possible. This is just me and my visceral human reaction going, I like the color blue. Like, it's just me saying yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's um, an interesting concept. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The reason I like it is it makes the stakes real. Mm-hmm. So one of the worst written movies was Ocean's 12 because you watch this whole thing of Ocean's 12. And Have you ever seen that one? The, they're the I haven't seen that one, but I know they're like the heist movies. The heist so, movies, yeah. okay. So it's just when a bunch of A-list Hollywood stars want a paid want vacation. Want to steal something. <laughs> they want to be paid to, to go live in Milan for... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's a fan of that. Anyways, in that movie, the deal is that they are in a competition to win against this other thief. So it's like a thief competition. You have to steal this Fabergé egg. And it's this whole back and forth about stealing this one special Fabergé egg. And they and whoever can steal it wins, right? Well, then at the very end, they reveal that the team had the Fabergé egg from scene one or scene two oh, and they had stolen it. And so all the other stuff was just for show to pretend that they had stolen it. So if Jesus already knows that he's going to be raised from the dead and like you said, you're going to feel some pressure. Yeah. You know, it, it brings the stakes down. So when at the end of the movie and you find out they had the Fabergé egg the whole time, the majority of the audience is going, Oh, lame. Right. Like we just watched this whole thing of them just pulling one over on us. Which I guess you could be meta enough to be like, you know, they didn't actually steal anything, and that's a movie, right? That's just Brad Pitt and George Clooney. Like, yes, but as an audience, so there's no point in any of you watching Ocean's Twelve now. Yeah, <laughs> there wasn't to begin with. When you're <laughs> right. In it. So I, I think again about Jesus here. Like, oh, Jesus knows everything, and he has no stakes. He's not worried about it. He knows yeah. he's going to get out. But the idea of of going, oh shoot, John got decapitated, and, and I can bring people back from the dead, but I can't get his body and his head back. Like, yeah. I don't know how that works. Yeah. If if he's going, oh shoot, if I get killed, what if I end up in two different pieces? I don't know. I don't. I, yes, I know that scripture seems to lend itself towards that, and yeah. a lot of times, and especially as we hear Beard Bible, we always want to be aware of. Well, maybe that was written post Jesus. All these kind of things. Well, it's also cool, too, if you flip that and say, okay, he is omniscient. He knows everything that's going to happen. And the fact of, like, the story with the lady, the Gentile lady, where he still has that, like, knee-jerk reaction to her, where it's like, it's still, like, being human still got to him to the point. Mm. Or he still was in this reality so, like, deeply that he, you know... uh, I can think of I mean, things because it's either yeah. either he was either that was a natural or that was a, neat, a legit reaction or he was just being a dick to be a dick. Which one do you like? Pick, <laughs> your, pick your story, Christians. Like pick your either he's a fucking dickhead or he was having a bad day. Which one is it? I love it. You know what I mean? Like, I absolutely. So even if you want to ride the omniscient wagon, either he was a fucking dick or or he was having a bad day and it was just. Uh, a day in the life, and I'm sorry. You know which ones? I'm again. Pick I, your Jesus. I'm hearing this is this is so much fun for me because a lot of times I'm on the teaching side. I'm I'm on the learning side here, yeah. and I'm reacting. And so I'm thinking to myself, no, there are experiences where I know I'm going to go into something and I'm going to hate it. Yeah. Like yeah, I used to rock climb a lot more, but like I like climbing stuff, and 
I don't know. No, actually, that's a terrible illustration. You know, you say stuff about me mountain biking. I've seen you hanging off the side of a fucking mountain. Thing, right. Like, hoping you're not going to die in front of my kids before we do, like, our, our Easter thing or whatever. <laughs> I, remember, I remember one time. Uh, kids, got- we, can't, we, we can't have uh, uh, our, our uh, communion today because Neil's dead. We're going to fuse his real blood. I remember somebody was worried about me dying on Easter from climbing something dangerous without any Mm -hmm. gear. And I remember thinking to myself, if there's ever a day that I could get resurrected, this is probably it. (laughs) This is the closest we're going to get. But in those cases, I was going to say I would normally be scared, but I'm not as scared as I probably should be. Yeah. But I should have a... I'm trying to think of other examples of my life where I know I'm about to enter into a situation and I know in the emotions that I could prepare myself. prepared yourself, but it's still there. Yeah. And so maybe Jesus is just tired. Also, he's been... He's tired, man. Oh, yeah. He's like... That's what's cool. It's like no matter which way you look at it, it's still... Or not cool, but that's the reality of it. It's It's still like real. Like... Yeah, no, Jesus wasn't a dickhead. He wasn't... No, like, no more than the rest of... Well, probably yeah. a little better than the rest of us, but yeah. But it's the fact that the, he, like, to have this conversation... Or a fly on the wall when he got back to heaven and was like, I just saw some shit. <laughs> like, I thought, I thought I knew what it was going to be, but damn. <laughs> Looks up to God like... You fucked those people up. You 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 started. You made some shit down there. Like the, because I feel like you get back up there and you're just feeling perfect and everything's yeah. good and it's utopia and all this stuff. And it's like, ooh, dad, you are a sadist. <laughs> like that shit you just, made down there is fucking wild. Now, now I'm just imagining the whole conversation of like, I'm sorry, dad. You you took Adam and you kicked him out of the garden out of paradise. That's don't you think that was a little over the top, a little overreactionary because they ate a little bit of fruit. And then he's like, do you. You he's like drown the looks entire- him right in the eyes. He's like, I didn't kill him. Yeah, <laughs> you drowned. You drowned the entire world except for eight people. And like, I feel like God, you could, you know, you could deal with them a little bit differently. And God's just like, do you want to try? Do you do you want to try? You know what? You know, yeah, you go down there, Junior. You go get that. <laughs> oh man. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> yeah, thank Sorry for joining us. <laughs> we apologize. <laughs> but no, thanks for being here. All right. Find us on at Beer and Bible Show on Instagram. That's pretty much it. Follow us. If, if you're listening and you have not subscribed to us on Spotify or whatever your app, please do. Yeah. That's just those things that, that we're able to see and know that this is getting to the right people, that kind of stuff. But thank you very much, and we will catch you guys next time. Yeah, see you guys.